0: Craft beer, I would have to say Jay Wakefield, El Jefe. Favorite all-time beer, uh, Delirium Tremens from Belgium. Favorite artist, that's, that's a no-brainer, Mobb Deep. Favorite album of all time, that gets a little tougher. It has to be between the purple tape, only both for Cuban links, or, and a lot of people may not agree with me on this one, but it was written by Nas. Not O-Matic, it was written mofón con chichadón uh.
1: East, East, the podcast. Yes, we're back with another episode. This is season two. Thank you for joining us. Um, as always, I am old head ed. I'm always joined by a guest as well. I got none other than Hernan Rodriguez, Mr. Bureau five himself. How are we doing, sir? Doing great. How you doing? I can't complain, man. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about it before, before we started recording about how things are starting to open up a little more. So we're having a little more liberties. You're seeing more, you know, sports on TV um spots down here are opening up with uh, outdoor dining so you can kind of kind of get involved again with some of the stuff we did before this whole thing happened in march and uh, you know uber eats um doordash uh postmates uh the, the the one that does the grocery shopping for you instacart instacart like these things started to flourish at that point and uh and you you kind of managed to, to work yourself into an angle some way with that. So tell, tell us about the beer delivery service and how that came to be.
0: So basically, and you're correct, this did come about from the pandemic and something I did realize is, I myself, I use Instacart every once in a while. I use DoorDash every once in a while. Try not to, but for the most part, people were not just, you know, quarantined, but they were also afraid to go out and expose themselves to, you know, being crowded environments, public swammer and whatnot waiting outside in hotlines and I, you know there's always an opportunity and in, in, in every type of situation where there's limitations and how are you going to get that good beer if you can't get to a brewery mm-hmm. True. so you know Heineken, Corona, all that's cool but if you want that good quality beer there really isn't a way of getting it. And now, on top of that, with the brewery being closed, you had to pre order everything. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not able to get that pre order, how are you going to be able to get that beer? And that's where the opportunity came about. You know, I me and a couple of friends were talking, and we gave it a go, gave
1: it a try, and. It's working out right now. Dope. Okay, so this is a collaborative, This is like a collective between you and a couple other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got We got a couple people. I'm mainly the one running it, but
1: it, it's a collaboration with a few different people. Dope, dope. Um, you also go outside of the South Florida area uh, to pick up beers, beer runs.
0: That is correct. So okay. we, we do hit up Tampa, Orlando. We go up the Eastern Seaboard up to West Palm Beach. But we also get the best beers from Atlanta, from Tennessee. And we also go to a brewery called 450 North, which hands down is the most hyped brewery right now in the country. Really? That's the Supreme of Beer. If you don't if you don't buy it within the first three, four minutes that it releases, forget about it.
1: There's instances where breweries put something on and it goes fast. It's kind of like sneaker releases yep. or whatnot. So, again, it goes back to your... The, the model you guys have where you're like, yo, we're going to pre-order for you because if, you, you know, if you can't get out there or let's say for people even who are like, let's say are working and don't have the time to get out there to catch a pre-order before it, you know, before it, it sells out. That's a, an excellent opportunity to use the service with you. Okay. Um, exactly.
0: And I, what I want to emphasize is we do not sell the beer. We're simply providing a service to where we make it easy for you to get quality beers. Yeah. These breweries right now are, are, unfortunately, they're not able to open at regular hours. So if you work a 9 to 5, you're not going to be able to get there to pick up that beer. Yeah. You know, not only that, if you are working 9 to 5, you have kids at home, you have a wife at home, you have parents, grandparents constantly running around. Let us do the work and you enjoy the beer.
1: So you got two partners, which makes it easy to take the trip. So I imagine that helps when you're traveling up to Orlando, Correct. Tampa. So that alleviates all that driving and then it makes it an experience out of the whole thing too.
0: Exactly. Dope,
1: dope. Um, my other, oh, well, okay. First hand, I've used your service. So I just want to let everybody know listening that, yes, I have, uh, I have enlisted the help of, of young <laughs> Hernan here. Um, and he delivered four beers Uh, To the homie Agony, shouts to Agony. Um, He made an episode possible, really, because saved me the trip down south, way down south, um, to get these beers to one of my future guests. He got the beers, uh, and then we got a chance to record over the phone, so that was dope. I appreciate that. At what moment do you feel like the, the, the thought hit you? Like, were you in the middle of having a beer and then you thought about it? or?
0: Well, the thing is this. So uh, I've been in the sneaker game for years. And uh, that's actually my main business is Sovereign Stock. Um, we do sneaker releases, pre-sales, and all that. So okay. it's the same, similar concepts. At the end of the day, like, and this is my recommendation for anybody who wants to open a business or wants to be an entrepreneur. If you enjoy something, you have to monetize that. Not necessarily saying that it's not being greedy or anything, but if you enjoy doing something, that's what you should be doing for a living. Gotcha. And I enjoy drinking beer. not Mm -hmm. saying I'm I'm an alcoholic, but responsibly, you know, I enjoy drinking beer, and I figured I have a hard time getting some of these beers, so why not make it easier not only for myself, but for somebody else to be able to enjoy it without having to go through all the... All uh, the hurdles and the obstacles of getting, you know, quality yeah. craft beer.
1: Yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah, no, definitely. So sneakers. So that's that's the thing. All right, when did you start with sneakers? 2013. Okay, okay. What was the first pair that, that kind of got your attention where you're like, yo, I got to get these?
0: Well, I mean, Space Jam 11s have always been my favorite shoe, okay. Concord 11s, um, a lot of joint releases, but I'm really more of a Nike guy in general. I don't stick to just one okay. type of shoe, but... It, it, go lo- it goes along the same way. I remember, again, back back in 2012, 2013, the Concords came out, mm. the re-release, and nobody could get them. It was really hard hard to get them, and I've always been into sneakers, and people used to always constantly, Hey, can you get me this pair? Can you find me that pair? Can you get me this pair? I've been buying shoes for so long, you build connections, and again, if you're into something, you gotta figure out a way to... Make it something that you could eventually profit and live yeah. off of. Yeah, you similar to, to this off. podcast. You're into beers, you're into beats, and you're into foods. Yeah, why not talk about it and you know? Yeah,
1: and see what comes. Exactly. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> you have you have to do that, especially nowadays where everything's going digital. You, it's so easy for you to just pick up your phone and take that first step into starting a business or a hobby that could eventually
1: turn into something. Yeah, you're not lying. There's, a, there's a, a lot of resources out there. I mean, the way that this came across, I know I've talked with previous guests who were musicians, producers, um, and so on and so forth. And we always touched on the topic of um, how things were when they first started out and how things are now. And just the, the ease of being able to do things now as opposed to when they started early, um, which... I mean, back then, regardless of what, like you said, hurdles or anything, you did it because that was your passion. Exactly. But now, when you find when you have this technology available to you, or you it makes it that easier, it's like why not do it now? Like exactly. this is when you should jump on yep. it. No, for sure. Sneakers. I'm I'm not a big sneaker per, sneaker person at all. Like I rock Adidas. And, Adidas and, are cool. And, and uh, and. But they're not the coolest Adidas. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not up on the – like, I don't own a pair of Yeezys, and I think that's the big draw for Adidas right now is Definitely. the Yeezys. Yes. Um, but I don't own a pair of those. I've gotten like – I have a pair of NMDs. Mine's – like, my sneaker is the superstar. Um, I do have a, a pair of boosts, you know, for workout. It's just they're real comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I've heard of the, con- the term Concords, I've heard of the term, like, Concrete 4s. Okay. But as far as Jordans, like, I am, like, I know that Jordans, uh, the Jumpmans a different. I, it's under the Nike umbrella, but it's not quite Nike. Correct. How, break that down for me. Like, how does that happen? So, hmm, how can you explain that?
0: So, it's basically, like, a company within a company. Okay. So, Nike was always Nike, and then they needed to expand. Adidas was always king. And Phil Knight was struggling to take out Adidas. Mm. So Adidas was always getting all the premier athletes. Gotcha. In whether it be basketball, tennis, track. They are getting the premier athletes, and Nike slowly started chipping away. What happened was around 83 84, and Nike hit a, a, a wall. They pretty much peaked, and they needed to go over the hump to take out Adidas. Mm. How do you do that? You need to get a premier athlete. So, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong with the story, but I believe Adidas was chasing the number one pick, Sam Bowie. Uh Uh-huh. Ended up in Portland. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan was the number three pick, but Michael Jordan was who Phil Knight has eye on ever since he was a freshman hit that game-winning shot with North Carolina Carolina. to defeat Georgetown for the championship. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, that's who he wanted, and they kept instilling the family values that Nike has. To the Jordan family, so they were pitching to his parents, not just Michael Jordan. Gotcha. So, at the end of the day, the way, I guess, they closed that deal was that they told Jordan that he would be a Nike athlete, but they were so, I guess, so confident behind him yeah. that they, were gonna, they told him the first year, the shoe would have a swoosh, but by the second, third model, you're going to have your own logo, your own line, and it's going to be Nike Air Jordan, not just Nike. Gotcha. Whereas, if you go with Adidas... What's the going to do for you? are just going to be another one of a ton of athletes under Adidas. Wow. So, now that gave Nike a premier track athlete, which, at the time, I can't remember his name. And now you got Michael Jordan, who turns out to be a phenom. Mm-hmm. And now you have the number one name in, in the industry. And, of course, have, they told him that they would make the Air Jordan brand his own brand. Wow. Now, he doesn't own it, but... That's his own brand Within Nike Got you So it's two separate things
1: Dope Okay Do you recall when Um. Because I remember The original One of the original logos That was on the Jordan was the, uh, was the basketball With the wings Wasn't Correct. it Correct yeah When did that go away Like I, I don't know
0: I believe that went away With the Jordan 3 So Jordan 1 Had it Mm-hmm. The Jordan Twos had it. The Jordan Three, I believe, was the first one. It was just a jump man. was just a jump man. Yeah,
1: dope, dope. and then
0: on the heel tab on the back, I had the Nike ear, but the tongue and everything had to jump man.
1: Dope. What was the uh, What was the sneaker of choice that you were rocking in school? Now, now, I would be remiss to say you're, you're Federal de lo mio, you're Dominican, um, and I mean me being. From immigrant parents when I was young. Like, the sneakers was the hard thing to get from your parents.
0: It it definitely was. So, funny thing is that I did have Jordans, but they're always from the year before. So, if the 13s were out, we got the 12s on clearance. If the 12s were out, we got the 11s on clearance. (laughs) But, no, mostly, I mean, it came from humble beginnings. So, Air Force Ones, until they broke down. Mm. Um, I remember the first signature sneaker I had was... The Allen Iverson questions. Okay, I had to work for two weeks in the summer with my mom cleaning toilets, so I could buy them. Yeah. But that's my very first shoe that I had in school. That was like they're out this you year. So comfortable?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so Yo, I'm proud of these. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It's wild because again, it, yeah, you you find yourself that the sneakers, shoes in general, like uh, they. I don't know man it's wild how you typically they tell us you have to walk around and look up and, but exactly. in, in school everybody just looks down and that's the first thing that captivates you is like that person's sneakers like the yep. first thing you noticed and uh and uh, granted like like i said man it took me a while to get a first it took me a while to get a first pair of like like you said fresh sneakers sneakers that i would be proud to rock uh, i mean i had I had a pair of Cortez that were hand-me-downs. Exactly. You know, uh, Nikes. I had, uh, I think there was a pair of Adidas in there somewhere. I can't remember which style they were, but those were also hand-me-downs. Um, and and then, you know, of course you get middle school and that's when everybody has an opinion on what it is that you're wearing. Exactly. And uh, so you come, you come across kids in class that might be able to afford sneakers and little ones can't. And then uh, you get the whole, man, why are you wearing those? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before one <what are> of those, <laughs> yep. it was kind of like, yo... You know, you get, you get, you know, they diss you, they're snapping on you over your sneakers. So, I
0: remember it was so bad that I used to have a friend named Mike Martino. He used to skip school to get the Jordans the morning he came out and get to school by like third, fourth period with them on. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. They, I'm going to be the first one with them, even if I get just, in trouble. Just for the claim, to be able yep. to claim it. Like, oh, you know, Once you claim that, you're the first one in
1: school. Nobody the, can you're say the that Damn. <laughs> Damn. And, it, and also, going back to the Dominican thing, coming back from a, play, a country where my mom tells me, as a youth there, there was a lot of kids, and I'm sure including her, aunts and uncles that I have, and just kids in the neighborhood. Is like, having shoes was like, that was a privilege. Because people would... They would, you know, you'd have shoes, you'd have sandals and whatnot, but the nice shoes, I mean, they would rather walk barefoot, holding on to their nice to shoes, them. than to wear them because they wanted them to last. Like you said, those Air Force Ones, like you try to make them last as long as possible. Of course. You didn't know when you was gonna be able to get another pair. So two weeks cleaning toilets, you got the the the, the, um, the Allen and the AIs, and and you rock those, and and then when you walk in there, I mean, I imagine. Like anything else, you walk into class rocking something like that, you feel like, yes, I've made it. It's not even it. like
0: you're walking. It's like if you're floating in there with the with the glow on you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. It, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad some things don't change, um, despite the fact that now our kids... Well kids Experiencing a whole other level When it comes to school So I don't think sneakers Matter that much When you're in a zoom Which I'm
0: kind of happy Because I feel like Things are getting Really materialized Especially with kids Mm. Being addicted to social media Mm, Yeah So I feel like This whole thing Actually you see more kids Outside now Yes It's true You see them interacting more So There's always A silver lining To every bad situation
1: And I think that's one of them It's true It's true No doubt man No doubt Then you find yourself Further down the line with the sneakers where you're at now, you're, people are reaching out to you. Yo, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. Um, you still do that now? Correct. How, how does that happen? Like somebody reaches out to you?
0: So says, basically, I mean, I have, I have a website with Active Products. So we carry everything from the exclusive shoes, like the Yeezys, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to get Jordans, but we also focus on having affordable footwear. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of Air Maxes. Different, all types of different styles of shoes, so that you, you don't have to spend two, three hundred dollars to, to look good or for you to feel good. Mm. An eighty, ninety dollar pair of Air Maxes or Air Forces, that's just as good. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people feel like you have to have that super expensive pair of shoes when, at the end of the day, if you know how, how to wear something and make it look good, yeah. that's all that matters. And to me, the way the, the beautiful thing about the sneaker game is it's what you like. Gotcha. Is what you should wear. Yeah. Some people feel like you ha- like you only look good when you wear what everybody else wants, but like I said, you love superstars? That's an original classic shoe that's yeah. never gonna go out of style. Yeah. And if that's what you like, that's what you should be wearing.
1: Yeah. You instead should... of trying to instead of trying to kinda of conform to the narrative. Exactly.
0: that's what you call a hype beast.
1: Oh okay, okay. I've so heard a, the term before. A hype
0: beast is someone that is simply trying to be seen wearing what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Yeezys are in style right now, I have to have Yeezys. Oh, Jordan 1s are in style. Now I have to have Jordan 1s. And then they buy them. I imagine they buy them in both, like, oh, yeah, all different no, kind yeah, of colors. They'll, and... Or they'll pay whatever price just so they say that they have them. Yeah. Whereas a yeah. true sneaker has big... Well, I like those Air Max 90s that are saying Foot Locker on
1: sale. I'm aware of that. What would you say is the best part of the sne- sneaker game?
0: Best part of the sneaker game for me, I mean, besides you know, networking and meeting other people, it's just, like, it's it's a, it's a true passion of mine. the sneaker game. Okay. Along with, like, streetwear and all that, so... getting a shoe that you really want when you actually get it you know it it brings you happiness Mm, yeah
1: I I recently heard I'm familiar with the mayor um the mayor yeah he's getting rid of his collection yeah that's what I was gonna ask you about that so it's 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 the end of an era that's a that's like a, a a sharp turn left. Like I don't know if a lot of people would have predicted, or not predicted, but it would have seen that coming. I guess that's the same thing. as I, think, I think eventually,
0: like. when you have a collection that big, it's gonna happen. Yeah. If you think about it, like back in the day, baseball cards were big. There's people that had huge collections,
1: and eventually down the road, you know, you get rid of most of them. You try to keep. You try to keep the gems. Exactly. And you get rid of most of them. you exactly. Get whatever you can for them at that time frame. Yeah. I guess if you're around them long enough, you could tell what's what should go now and what you should hold on to exactly
0: yeah, I have that problem there was one point where I had like 300 sneakers in my personal collection and you know the value is enough on them to where you're like okay well I'm um, I'm not I'm never going to wear some of these shoes yeah, yeah. I'm either going to sell them to somebody I know that's really going to enjoy them mm-hmm. or hey you can use that money for
1: the next move and and whatever you're working on. I just thought of a, a funny sneaker uh, anecdote that is not my own, but I'm gonna share it. Uh, Shouts to Dino, um, my people's up in Connecticut, big sneaker head, and uh, he's, he never wears the same pair of socks twice. <laughs> Have you ever heard of something like that? Yeah. yeah. Is that That's common?
0: I know, I know people like that. I also know people that never wear the same white tee twice. Wow. wow. Same, same thing. Uh, the socks I don't get. I mean, you, you can wash socks They're inside your shoes. Yeah. Now you see them. Yeah. If you got a hole in them, toss them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never understood the socks and shirts are, you know, you wash them, they might shrink. Yeah. People, it may not look as white.
1: But no, because you, you wash the sock. Does it doesn't matter if it goes back I've in the shoe again. i never understood that. I, yeah. I know okay. people are like that. I've never understood yeah. it. Uh, Right. yo Dino. Next time uh, we talk, man, you're gonna have to break that down for yeah, me. Break it down for us, Dino. <laughs> yeah, for, real, for real. What's the science behind the clean socks? <laughs> behind the clean socks, the rotation, like <laughs> a, a new pair every time you go to put one on, though. the, and the, it, kind, that... the kind just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. you kind of don't feel the same way in the sneaker. No, and let me know which brand you buy so that, that way I could invest in stock, <laughs> like, yo. Know, so we can make some money off the side, yo, yo Hernan. Um, yeah, man, we we talked it up again. Give them where they could find. You as far as the sneakers give them let, let them know where they can find you as far as the beer delivery and we'll get into this next so segment.
0: for the beers i'm on instagram beer five just say 305 but beer five mm-hmm. uh the shoes my ig name is silver in stock so it's a little long we can spell it out after for or you or i'll but, put it in the description yeah, notes
1: you guys click on the link and it'll take you right there um definitely and, and then i'm gonna have to talk to you about sneakers because I'm going to have you evaluate my sneaker game. You let me know where I'm at. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? I got you. I got duh, you. Duh. So y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beast, and East. I got her in with me. And then, uh, yeah, man, we are gonna we got to know him a little bit. And we're going to get into these beers quick. So uh, you guys stay tuned. Big beer, little beer. Big beer, little beer. Big beer, little beer. Beer, 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 beer. beer, beer. Big beer, little beer. Big beer. Bruise Beast and Easter podcast, and we're back. We're in the brews section. And for this section, um, I, I, I've got another great guest for this section, even more so because not, not just because they like beer, they enjoy sampling beers, but they're involved with beers. They'll bring beers to your crib, their beer delivery, they travel to go pick up beers just so that you don't have to do all the legwork. Um, for those who are here for the first time, thank you. Welcome to the show. Uh, what we do in this segment is we have four different beers, the guest samples beers. I will be sampling beers, and uh, we'll get the guest's opinion on them, what he thinks of them. Hernan came through with several of the selection here, so I think I'm gonna be sharing more opinions because <laughs> <I'm, laughs> I've only had one of the, out of the four. So, but uh, nonetheless, we'll, you know, we'll run it down, what we're drinking, where you could find it, or you know, if uh, you keep up with Hernan, you know where when he has it and when he can deliver it. And um, and then we'll give you the, our thoughts on them, one through four, at the end. You down for that? I'm down. Dope, dope. All right. So the first one we're gonna jump on is from the Three Sons Brewing Company. It's their Antique Alley. Okay, that one. I should have poured yours first. That's, I'm a foul. I'm a foul host. <laughs> well, actually, no. You know what? That'll be yours. Mom. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get into this one, All right here. Have you had this one before? Yes, sir. Okay. So. Um, Let's just go right into it, man. Cheers. Salud. Salud. Yes, sir. Good stuff. All right. So like I said, that's from Three Sons Brewing Company. It's their Antique Alley. It's their Red Ale, an American amber. Clocks in at a 5.4 and it's brewed right here in Florida. Um, You've had this one before.
0: I have.
1: Have your thoughts changed on it? You still feel the same way about it? So
0: I feel like this is one of the better ambers I've actually drank. I recommend this beer a lot, especially for... This is great for somebody that isn't really into the craft beer scene but likes drinking you know darker Mm laggers like modelos um things of that nature gotcha so they're refreshing they're not high on alcohol content and they go down very smooth which is what i like about this one it gives you like that malty taste but nothing is overpowering about it
1: yeah yeah it doesn't it yeah it's it's It doesn't have too much of a presence where it's like it overwhelms you.
0: So uh, these beers, you want to pair them with maybe like
1: chicken wings, burgers. It's a good pairing beer. Got you. Got you. Because it doesn't overdo the taste of the food. It actually adds to it. Okay, it opens it up. It opens it up. Dope. You mentioned malty and um, growing up. Hispanic, you (laughs) drink Malta.
0: Exactly. All
1: right. This is where I typically ask my guests about their first beer encounter, their earliest beer memory, hashtag EBM. And uh, Malta for all of us was like a staple. They call yep. it La Cervecita. La Cervecita, you know? But yeah. there's no alcohol in it. Yep. So, what was your first beer? And, and, and like, can you draw a parallel between La Malta and then the first beer you had?
0: So, my dad used to always tell me that you're gonna drink Malta until you're old enough to drink beer. Mm. And then he kicked the Malta to the curb. Got you. But my first beer experience, I can't tell you what it tastes like, but I was probably like five, six years old. <laughs> My grandfather used to love drinking Budweiser. He loved one, lingering around, and <laughs> I wanted to see what it tasted like. It was a glimpse into the future, so I don't know what it tasted like. My first beer drinking experience that I could remember was probably like fourteen, fifteen, and of course, you know, the Cientas are always present in the household. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's where my beer drinking started. Gotcha. Drank one, and I'm like, this is nasty. <laughs> Tastes like crap. i have never drinking beer ever in my life. And then a couple weeks later, I wanted to look cool. I drank one again. I'm like, okay, this
1: isn't that bad. Yeah. And that's where it started. Uh, Presidente. vestida de yeah. Novia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> for those who don't know, vestida de Novia is, is they're so cold that when you pull them out of the cooler, the freezer, they've got that ash. That it's just coated in it. It's like, yep. like they're dressed for a wedding or they're dressed as a bride. Yep, nice. exactly. Yeah. So you know that before you get to the bottom, you're going to maintain at least... A temperature that's it doesn't get to room, it doesn't get to room temperature by the way, by the time you finish it, correct? Yeah, yeah. dope, dope. Um, yeah, typical staple Dominican, uh,
0: that's facts. <laughs> yeah, any,
1: any Dominican will tell you start with Presidente. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe that there's a difference between the ones <laughs> oh, made over? Yes. The, all right, oh, yes. I've, I've Huge had a discussion, difference. I've had a discussion, but I haven't been able to quite like put it in details as to what it is. Do, can so, my
0: theory is the US version is watered down. Okay. There's uh, there's clearly different. There's different government restrictions as far as how food is made in our country and other countries. Okay. How beer is processed in our country and other countries. There's certain limitations. The ones in Dominican Republic have a higher alcohol percentage. Gotcha. So the ones here don't. Mm. Which I believe that's where you lose some of the flavor because it does get a little bit watered down.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dope.
0: That's Dope. my theory. <clears throat> Not sure if it's true, but I can't tell you that the ones from over, there, especially if you get a jumbo. They do not taste the same the as... The Jumbo?
1: i never heard of the Jumbo. Jumbo is what? Oh, oh that's the, the tall bottle. Yeah, it's the tall a bottle. I got you. Got that's you. what you yes. drink out there. Is a liter. Yeah, yeah. Dope. No, and with something that size, you definitely want it, Betida de Nova, because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be around a little longer. You want to keep yep. the temperature right on them. Exactly. Dope, dope. I. Right, you want to get into this next one? Let's go. Or you want to finish this one? I mean, we can throw this I mean, one this down. This
0: one's good. We can finish it. Okay.
1: What was your first beer moment? <clears throat> oh snap roll reversal <laughs> um, okay first first beer moment was um, the earliest beer memory uh, it was down here in South Florida um, Hollandale Beach uh, we was with the family I, I think at that point in time we were visiting because I'm originally from New York Okay. and then um, and when I came down to visit family we went to the beach Hollover was the thing Did I say Hollandale a second ago? Yeah. I did? My bad. Hollow. But you said you was visiting, so you got a pass. You got a pass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been (laughs) here long enough I should know the difference between Hollandale and Holland. You start with niche, so. You know what I you know what I'm thinking is uh before I keep going, uh I'm I'm impressed at the fact that I've made a mistake on the podcast and I caught it before I went into editing. That's like typically I'll say something and I'll say something while we're recording and then later on I listen to it back and I'm like what the that's not what I meant to say. So,
0: you just hit veteran status in the podcast
1: game. Yes. New no levels.
0: What?
1: <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Yep. Peak this. <laughs> so, going back to the story, it was haul over. We go down to Hollover, have a barbecue out there on the beach, um, uh, hit the water, long day out there. We're uh, we're getting ready to leave now. For those of you who are familiar with Hollover, the parking lot's on one side of um, A1A, the beach is on the other, and uh, there's a tunnel that goes under the road to get you from back and forth. So, we're leaving, we're going to the tunnel, we get out to the side, and it's been a long day on the beach. Um, it had been hours since we had eaten or drank something, we were out in the water, sweating, dehydrating, and I get real thirsty all of a sudden. And uh, we get back to there's the cars, and I'm sitting there going, man, I'm really thirsty. As a little kid, as a young kid, I start complaining about, I'm thirsty, but there's nothing to drink. Like, soda's gone, water's gone, but I'm thirsty. And I forgot who it was that I asked. It was somebody, either uncle, or maybe it was my pops, I don't remember who it was, or maybe a friend of the family. And they're like, oh, you're thirsty here. And they hand me this can. Um, I don't remember if it was already open, or I cracked it open myself, but I was that thirsty that I didn't even wear, I didn't even like, take into consideration what it was that I was going to drink. Crack it open. I take a big swig of it, and I powered it down because I was just so th- I wanted <laughs> to clear my throat. I, like I was so thirsty. But shortly after, I got um, I I was relieved of that initial thirst. Then the flavor kicked in. Like I had enough time to focus. Like my attention went from the thirst to the flavor, and I was like, Oh, oh like what, what is this? Is- <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. So that's where it stopped there. Um, so that, that would be my earliest beer memory, you yeah. know. That's that, that, Yeah, that was, beer, yeah, that's my earliest beer memory. You learn things every day over here go. at the podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was early on. And then, of course, like you said, 14, 15 years old, maybe a little later. I don't know if my mom's listening or not, but, uh, eventually down the way, you know, you always, we've said it plenty of times on the podcast, guests have said it, you find your spot where they sell you the beer before you're, you're old enough. You pull up to those places and, um... And you you know you stock up yep. with your friends. You got nothing better to do. You know you go outdoors and have a couple quarts because down here in South Florida they don't sell forty ounces. It's all quarts. Yep. And um, yeah, man, that's what we would do between quarts um, of uh, the, there was a Schlitz, is Blue Bull. They had Blue Bull. They had um, uh, they had the small Mickey's. Um, oh yeah, those days. The, yeah, the slits. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. So yeah, man, whatever was cheap, that, yes. that was it. That was it. Uh, but yeah, man, that was my earliest beer memory. So um, a ah, long time That's ago. Dope. <laughs> a yeah, long time. Brings me back though. Yeah, and then of course it's like you said, you know, uh, house parties. If if your homeboy calls you, hey, you know, so and so's having a house party. You pull up to a friend from high school, and her family or his family's all having a gathering. And you know Hispanics is once you, once we get going, you know how it is, is that people show up and you're like, it's like you known them forever. Yeah, yeah, come in, and you've never met them a day in your life.
0: De lo mío, de lo mío. De lo mío, yeah, de lo mío, yeah,
1: they just want somebody to drink exactly. alongside yeah. them. Like, yo, know, you're gonna come and drink with me. So you sit there and you, you know, so, you find a, you know, a Heineken or a, or a Presidente comes your way and you drink it. Oh, I, I do want to say, and, I, and this is a lot about me right now, but um, uh, I think one of the other first um memories i had was la llave the becks i was at my cousin's house and we were trying to get we were trying to get like we were trying to be on some more like yeah let's drink a beer me and my cousin and um they kept bex in the in the refrigerator which we call la Yave, and um and i tasted that and i was like yo this is horrible like it brought me back to Hallover Park so it took a while for me like anybody else it took a while to develop the taste for it
0: yeah so fun fact dominicans in new york drink bex and coors because it's cheaper. Mm, yeah,
1: yep. That's it. It hits the <laughs> pocket you go, like
0: a, you go get like a 12-pack
1: for like $10. And then you got to drink it before you get home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people be hanging outside. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the other day. I get a 12-pack and I'm just, you know, when I finish, then I'll go home. And then, you know, card games break out, you know. It's okay. crazy. And why? So, this is the next one we're going to get into. I'm going to let you do the honors there. Crack that one open. And uh, the next one we're going to get into is from Tripping Animals. And Beer Advocate is tripping because they have no details on it. So let's go to, uh, let's go to Untapped. I mean, tripping for tripping. <laughs> yeah, tripping for tripping. All right. So this next one is the, uh, it's from Tripping Animals Brewing Company. It is the Tyrannosaurus. It's a sour, fruited bird vice. And uh, where is my ABV? 6%. Six percent ABV, brewed here in Florida. Uh, this is one of the beers that Hernan brought through. One of the beers you could find on Bureau Five for a limited time. Typically, uh, what's the rotation like? Like, do they often make some of these beers? Or? So
0: a lot of these beers are one-time, mm. one-time, pretty much projects. So for example, this t- Tyrannosaurus was part of their Gummy Saurus series. So they released a Stegosaurus, Brontosaurus, Tyrannosaurs, and Stegosaurus. Okay. So they're actually made using gummy bears. Really? So it gives us oh. so they're sour, but and you told me you're just getting to sours. Yes. So I'm just getting to sours also. I'm pretty familiar with them, but I don't like them when they're too sour. So the good thing about this beer is that yes, it gummy beer soft system of the sourness, but it also has marshmallows, mm. that sweetness to it. it. has vanilla, lactose, okay, that sweetness to it, and then you got your blackberries and black currant that give it the sourness. Gotcha, gotcha. So this one, I would say they probably had in stock for like maybe like a week before it sold out. Oh, damn. And we've actually, we are we blessed to get a decent amount of it, so we still have a limited amount, but with tripping Animals, their beers maybe
1: last us a week, week and a half really? before they're gone. Damn. Uh, high, uh, what is it, uh, high demand for them. High demand and low quantity. Okay. Yeah. It, which it is, creates the demand correct. for them.
0: And the reason why is because they're, they're using a lot of creativity when making these beers, so... They're constantly changing the ingredients, so okay. it's, it doesn't really make sense for them to keep these beers on top for a long time because yeah. they're already working on something else by the time it's released yeah,
1: that's amazing how you know like there's there's breweries that are dropping releases on a weekly basis mm-hmm. and 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 the fact that you know they're they're big enough where they could kind of keep that rotation going and not break their stride that's yep. amazing to me, so let's try this one out, yeah it's I can tell by the smell. I'm gonna like this. Um, see, shouts, shouts to um, shouts to angel, angels in the Hotfields. fields. Um, check him out on IG. He's the one that put me on uh to, to sours, and we started off with Gulfstream's uh berry bombs.
0: Nice. And I was like, that's a good start. I was like, yeah, this is that's a good start. And again, these are these are beers that you, that you want to enjoy. It's not something that that you're gonna take to house party and just kill them all with with, with yeah. party. This is something where. I want something that that's fruity, tasteful, and I can just sip on and enjoy. Watch the playoffs, so or gotcha. hang out on the beach and just sip on the beer. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is this is definitely not the beer that you're gonna. Yeah, you, like you said you you're will gonna, not be chugging this. Yeah, you want to <laughs> enjoy this. You do Your your objective with this beer is not to get hammered, like slamming them down, throwing them back like that. You're still gonna catch a feeling off of these, but you're yeah. You're gonna pace yourself because you're gonna with as many ingredients as we've discussed that are in it. You wanna kinda of like appreciate that. You wanna see if you could taste those notes. And you exactly. do. You do, this is pretty good. Exactly, so like,
0: for example, this one, you, the blackberry and the blackberry hits you right off the back, but then you start seeing the marshmallow kick in, smooth it out, yeah. and the smooth vanilla taste on the way down. Yeah,
1: no, that's dope. This is a good one here. I like this one. I, and it's funny because I know we, I talked to you about going to World of Beer on, on you know, frequently back in the days almost a weekly basis and there was times where I mean my, my whole goal is like yo, I'm going to try one at least once I'll, I'll try each beer at least once yep and it's great in world of beer cuz they give you well any brewery though can give you a, a a taster or I mean a sample of the beer before you make a decision um but uh there was times where at world the beer they're like oh this is a sour and I was like I was always hesitant because I've had some sours where I where like you said it was like yo this is just sour like this is just like I mean, it's just for the. Uh, Say, so biting like a, into a lemon. Yeah, it's just tart as hell, and yep. it's not. And then when you just. I didn't realize that there was some that had more of. It was a little more complex. It wasn't just sour. It gave you a little bit of sweet just to cut it a little, but you still had the tartness, but it wasn't. Like, kind of like key lime pie. Correct. I'm not a big fan of key lime pie, but people like it, but I imagine it's something that has tart, but it's not something you're, you're, you're eating going, oh, this is horrible. You know, it's like. Exactly. Fuck. Dope. Dope. Okay. Uh, yeah, so me
0: personally In my palate I don't like Super sour beers I like fruited sour beers Because the fruits Give you the natural sourness But you're getting That sweetness too yeah. You're getting a balance
1: Nice Nice We're all about We're all about balance On this podcast yep. Definitely, Definitely Definitely <laughs> um, So This next one That we're gonna get into here Is the uh, It's from Southern Grist Another one I haven't had before and this one's from where? So we're going out of state right now. Okay, we're going to Tennessee to Nashville. Okay, shots to Tennessee for sure. And that's this, this is Southern Grist, and this is their
0: two trains. Correct. So they have a train series, and with this beer, they decided to reach out to two chains. Now he didn't officially co-sign it. Okay. But he does have some loose involvement to it, which is why you see the two chain design and then the, you the see? jacket. Exactly the... the jacket that he usually wears when he performs. Got you. So they kind of did it in his honor with his co sign, yeah, go ahead and do it. And it's basically it's a sour with blackberry. It has um, it has a few
1: different characters in here. Hold but on a second. I, this this is, this is the part where I'm supposed to do my uh... oh my apologies. That, no no, it's good. I mean I'm letting you run the show, and I'm like wait this. That's your job. Why am I putting all the work on him? He has to tell me his story. Uh, no. But yeah, so no. So it's an Imperial Gose style sour ale brewed with coriander, sea salt, and blackberry puree. Um, clocks in at an 8%. So yeah, so we're moving up. We're moving on up at like the Jeffersons here. Moving on up. Yep. <laughs> so let's get into this one. Okay. Similar. Oh, wait, no. Oh, damn. Am I- I'm still. Yes. Yes. This is how you successfully run a podcast. You don't finish the last beer you're tasting, and then you, you go to I
0: drink take, it. I take blame for it, though. I, I, I pour you another cup. Uh, that's what it was. You
1: like, <laughs> will switch your room on me. Hold on a second. So I'm still off of the Tyrannosaurus. Let me finish this up.
0: Throw some respect on the host. He was not babysitting the beer. His guest jumped the gun and poured him another cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times, though. Good times.
1: No. I mean, I appreciate it, man. That's, that Tyrannosaurus is nice. So you see this one's a little darker? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely has a, a, a thicker color or a complexion. So on this one you should taste the fruits a little more. Okay.
0: It doesn't have the marshmallows or vanilla to hide. It. Mm,
1: bro, off the top, just the fragrance. It's it's probably one of the one of the strongest fragrances. That I've smelled that don't, that, in other words, you don't smell beer at all. No. Like, typically beer has this odor, but this one you not, you don't, because I, 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 the blackberry is definitely there, the puree, yeah. I don't know what coriander smells like, so I can't tell <laughs> you that I can smell it, but it's I've probably, never had coriander in my head to yeah. smell it
0: either, but.
1: All right, let's give this one a go. Got the, um, got a little bit of the ASMR there. Go back to that one. Okay. What do you think? We've had this one before. What are your thoughts on it?
0: So, you taste the fruits a little more than the one we had before, the the Tyrannosaurus, Mm -hmm. because of the ingredients. But I find it's a good beer.
1: Okay.
0: Again, it's not overly sour. It's balanced. You taste the fruits a little more, so it has a little more character to it. Yeah. So, this one is... Some people compare it more to, like, drinking... You're getting close to, say, a wine at that point. Got you well yeah. you really taste the fruits,
1: yeah that and that's my that kind of image mirrors my takeaway from it, besides the burps um uh, very <laughs> unprofessional of me, but welcome to Bruce Beats and Eats. Uh <laughs> um definitely the texture way different <clears throat> from the Tyrannosaurus, and this one you you really taste the fruit, and it's not just uh like uh fruit that's been. Kind of like uh, doctored to be sweet. Like you could tell like the, you could taste like the earthiness of the fruit or like, like uh, I don't know. No, don't
0: know. It, you're correct. It's, it's a natural extract. It's not tampered with. Yes. There's no yeah. sugar added to it, it or yeah. any,
1: anything else. Yeah. Um, not the biggest fan of this one. Um, because just the, the thickness, the heaviness of yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is definitely, if I was going to take my time with the Tyrannosaurus, De- which is what I would do Like this one I would even take longer with Yeah Like I would kind of Just let it ride It wouldn't it's, be something thicker Yeah Yeah, yeah Definitely um, Definitely not something For anybody who's into this I would recommend Starting off here If you plan on doing A couple other things Because then I think This will knock out Everything else afterwards That you drink In my opinion um, But uh, but overall It's it's still not The, the sour The um, It's still not The sour That most people Come to think of when you think sour, because it does, it does mellow out though. But it's, it does feel like you do get that heavy. the 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 ingredients really shine on this one.
0: No, yeah, it's it's definitely a heavier beer. Mm-hmm. Something you would drink a little slower, actually. Yeah. What are you drinking nowadays? So right now, actually, I, I, I we spoke earlier, I just got, not just got into sours, but now I'm really expanding into sours. Gotcha. So I've been focused more on that just to gain more more knowledge as to, as to you know, different varieties of sours. Yeah. Because you got Berliner-wide sours, you got sour ales, you have... Uh, ghosts or Ghosts, Jose, or goes, Jose, Jose, we call Jose. him
1: because we know Jose's in the neighborhood. Jose, Ghosts so. All right.
0: <laughs> so you got you got different types of sours. Like even within the sours, is there's, there's different varieties. Yeah. And kind of like off topic, that's another reason why we started Bureau Five is we also want to educate people as to what craft beer is. Dumb. There's a big misconception that beer is. You no, know, trashy or cheap, or mm-hmm. it's something that all you drink is pilsners and 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 golden Eels like Heineken, Corona, yeah, Coors, um, Modelo. Those beers are good. You know, they serve their purposes, but there's different palates that you get into and yeah. different types of beers. And not only that, once you start learning your beers, you really learn how to pair them with your food. Got gotcha. you. And. Some people believe that wine is the best liquor to pair with food when it's actually beer. Okay, okay. So, a, a good beer, beer pairing with food will actually amplify your food taste. It enhances the exactly. flavor. Exactly. So, so, for example, you go, you go to a bar and you order some hot wings, and you order um, a nice you know, pilsner or an IPA preferably, it's going to kick the spice of that wing up a notch. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, it'll open it up a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Okay, okay. And, and, you know, it goes like that with every type of beer, there's a pairing for it. Like, for example, if you start going to stouts, you want to buy yourself some chocolates or some berries or mm. some nice desserts to pair with that stout. Gotcha. And it's just going to
1: amplify the taste even more.
0: So, and I imagine that's
1: why m- most breweries right away um, kind of lean towards, like you said, coffees, chocolates, uh, when it comes to making stouts, correct, they lean towards that way because they understand that the uh, that kind of like the what they have in common with yep. stouts. Yeah, that's correct. Dope.
0: So that's something you want to focus on too: is educating people as to what beers they may like, mm-hmm. what beers they want pair with certain foods. That's all going to come down the road. Mm-hmm. So there's also an educational purpose behind it too because. Craft beer right now is in the same place where wine was in the early 90s. Okay. In the early 90s, wine wasn't available everywhere because people felt wine was very snobby. Gotcha. They felt like, oh, you got to be rich to
1: drink wine. Yeah, since so there's no demand, you wouldn't find it everywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you don't have to be rich to to drink wine. You yeah. can go buy a $20 wine, a total wine that tastes the same as a $60 wine. Yeah. But you wouldn't know that unless you start doing research and educating yourself. Mm. And that's why there's now like wine enthusiast magazines, all types of different wine products for you to like learn about wine. Yeah. is because now people are more accepting about
1: wine. Yeah. but It's funny you say that, bro. And I'm to interrupt you, but it's funny you say that because for the longest time, and I want to say even before the 90s, like I'd say I wasn't born in the 60s, but uh, <laughs> 70s, 80s, um, you would hear about. You'd always hear like an insult was, "Oh, that's a wino." Yeah. Like, remember the wino the was wino. a wino was the, the hobo, the bum that was sitting there and just drinking wine. So it it kind of would paint a negative picture on someone who drank. But it's because it, I'm sure it wasn't even quality wine at then. You know? Of course. It was like it was like your Thunderbirds or your night trains, <laughs> like your yes. corner store wines. But it, I mean, just pumping out like terminology like that in in the sense of like. Um, uh, demeaning or degrading someone who drinks wine. oh that's a wino it, it, it puts a negative connotation on it and I can see for a while why people were like I'm not gonna drink wine it's like I'm not an alcoholic exactly. I'm not a wino
0: you know? yeah so they put about back to either you're a wino or you're snobby and the same thing goes for beer yeah you know everyone thinks of beer you think of bum drinking a 40 ounce on the corner
1: yeah in a brown exactly
0: or you think of of Chad in the trailer park pounding Natty Ice yeah, but you have all these craft beers that offer you all these different palettes and yeah, you know, that's why the craft beer scene is growing so fast. Is because now people are starting to realize, hey, you could you could drink beer and you can enjoy it.
1: Yeah, they're opening their
0: eyes to it, it. Doesn't have to be the same four or five beers that you see at every supermarket.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even speaking of supermarkets, now supermarkets are incorporating a lot of the beers that were we're not there eight ten years ago. Exactly, you know. Now you're starting to see more of the. Like the Wicked Weeds or um, Goose Island, or which is it's it's farther away from your typical like like we've been discussing the whole time the Heinekens, the the Coronas, the Modellos. So that's a good that's an interesting. No, that's definitely fact. I find myself spending a lot more time in that aisle. Even if I don't buy anything in the beer aisle, I'll be at Publix and I'll be standing there just looking at the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> looking at what the right, well, they got this here, What's new? What's different?
0: And another thing that the craft beer scene is taking from wine is the can art. So if you see a bottle of wine, you usually see some type of art behind it. Yeah, the art attracts the people. You look at craft beer. Mm. I mean, look at this art that we got here. We got the two chains, jacket and chains. Yeah, you have a a cone on 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 a can. You have a T Rex print
1: on one. So can art is
0: these cans are also art too. Yeah, yeah. So I got the the blue and exactly, and it it all ties in. (laughs) At the end of the day, it all ties into hip hop.
1: Yeah, because.
0: Graffiti, exactly, yeah. graffiti, the, the the five the five pieces of hip hop, yeah. they kind of go with the craft beer scene too, it kind of ties in, which that's right. why your podcast is, I love it
1: Bro, I appreciate that, it, so it
0: all ties in together, yeah. you
1: want to drink good, eat good, while listening to good music Yes, dope, I, I agree, I
0: agree So I had to come correct for this podcast with these beers, so if you're listening, you gotta come correct too when you're listening to this podcast
1: Yes, and make sure you get in there with these beers. Speaking of beers, we got one more to go. (laughs) The grand finale. The grand finale. This is the one here. Um, So for all you sneakerheads out there, this is a supreme of beer. Whoa, yo, (laughs) yo. This podcast is doing big things, yo. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So I'm going to head and crack this one. Wow. Now I'm going to give this one the respect of a whole other glass. Yeah, I'm excited about this one because... I mean, as we'll go into it, we'll discuss it, but uh, you mentioned a couple of interesting things about this beer before we started recording. Um, <clears throat> but let's let the people know what we're drinking here. Um, this is uh, from the 450 North Brewing Company. It is their Slushy XL, the Superman Cone. Um, clock. It's a sour Berliner vice. so we went sour heavy here today, which is dope yep. because it further builds my knowledge on sours. And... Um, the ABV is not listed. We'll get into it in a bit as to why. And it's brewed in Indiana. First of all, I mean, like you said, the artwork is dope. It's a, it's a print of uh, ice cream cones and it has, uh, has a slushy in the center or a slurpee, what people would consider a slurpee. Um, this was out of Indiana. Um, for those who have been listening to me for a while, know that Angel from Angel in the Hotfield mentioned that there was a brewery. He told a story about a brewery that they posted a certain ABV and um and then later on come to find out that the abv they had on the cans wasn't exactly the abv that was in the beer so then they decided to forego the whole abv category you get what you get that's pretty much it so
0: that's what it is <laughs> okay
1: so indiana 450 tell me about this beer what you know about this beer actually no let's take a let's take a hit of this beer first Salute, take a Does it taste like a superman cone? Bro. Just like it, right? Yes. <laughs> this, this is a melted popsicle. Yeah. It has, I mean, with alcohol content, but they don't tell us what, but um, off off the front, the smell is great. The smell is great. And it does have a melted popsicle stick or yeah, uh, taste to it, like a slushy. Now I know our, our now you said um, earlier, That the idea is to have this one not, but at a point where it's cold but not quite freezing to really be able to enjoy it. So,
0: you wanna drink it like a slushy. So, you wanna freeze it to the point where it's almost a slushy. Where it has some frozen particles. Now, me personally, I could drink this frozen or cold. Okay. It tastes amazing either way. Yeah. But the idea is to have it like a slushy. Like when you have it at the actual place, it comes out like a slushy.
1: Wow. Okay. Damn. That's pretty good. That's, that's and to touch
0: good. on the story with the ABV. so they were posting their ABVs, at, I want to say around October and November, um, someone actually tested the ABV themselves and it didn't match what they had listed. Mm. So they found that there was some sort of fault in their technique of measuring the ABVs. So instead of printing it, they just don't, they don't put it anymore. Okay. And that's not permanent. That's until they're able to master it again. And they feel like they're confident enough to post it again. Okay, got you, got you. All right, they, they admitted to their fault. They publicly admitted it to it. So yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not hiding behind it. They're not okay. denying it. They admitted it, and they said rather than put it, they rather just perfect it and wait. So start putting it again. Yeah. But at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, the people that buy this beer are buying it for the flavor, not for the ABV.
1: Yeah. It's so true. it's
0: not a deciding factor when someone's trying to buy a 450 North beer. Yeah.
1: The deciding factor
0: is really what flavor is in it. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, it, it, it's not until it's not until you start digging a little deeper uh, past the surface with beers when you start even considering what the ABV. Correct. Like, how long did we go buying, you know, Corona's? Heineken's and just grabbing it and not even considering what the gravity of it was, the percent, like, that wasn't even a thought in our minds. Um, I think, I think the ABV comes into when um, you start maybe investing a little more money in beer and you start trying to figure out, all right, well, how many of these do I need to drink before I get that feeling? No, that's facts, yeah. You want to know. You want to know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, or how am I feeling this feeling without getting through this beer. Like, you could, you could be halfway through one of these um, these 12 ounces, 12 ounces or 16, it's 16, 16. Does, yeah. One of these 16 ounce beers, you, you're halfway through and you're like, man, I'm already feeling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's when you start going, wait, what's the difference between this as far as the alcohol content compared to whatever I grab out of my grocer's freezer? You know what I'm Correct. saying? It's dope, this is a good one though. And you took this trip up to Indiana, huh? Yep, it's 16 wow. and a half hours from man. Damn! (laughs) And that's when your
0: people's come in clutch, like, yo. So, again, we make this process easy for you. Mm. Do you really want to drive 16 and a half hours? No, but we'll do it for
1: you so you can taste this good beer in Miami. I I was gonna say, I mean, the beer is good. Is it a 16 hour drive good? Nah, but that's what you got Herning for. Bureau 05. Exactly. We, not only
0: do we have the, all of Miami's beers, we bring you the rest of the country to you to 305. And 954. Shout out to 954. Oh, for sure. For sure, we, man. We,
1: we got love for Broward, too. It's not just Miami D. Duh, the whole South Florida. Yeah, you know what's up. Y'all know what's up. Yeah. Hey, uh, I got to mention. I got to mention. I don't know if we did this on record or not, but uh, <clears throat> of course, we went back to a tradition Because being that you're Dominican, we went back to a tradition that we, you know, that we've kind of like, we're on and off, hot and cold about sometimes. I don't always remember. But uh, we did a Mama Juana shot. Before we set it off, Shouts to Mama Juana King. Make sure you get your Mama Juana. Go to Mama Juana King. I don't know if there's a .com, but there's definitely all about the Mama Juana King on IG, and there's a Mama Juana King on IG as well. Go follow them. Get yourself a bottle. He's doing things with Mama Juana that people haven't done before, involving um, passion fruit, which we we call chinola. Um, He's done some things with different type of liquors. Typically, Mama Juana, it consists of a rum or a wine. So, he's infusing it with a couple other things in there. Um, definitely a shout- big shout- to you. Long time, homie. Mama King.
0: Yeah, shout-out to my Mahonna King. That was good, bro. Yeah, see? see? From no, one Dominican th- to, to another, you
1: did your thing, bro. I'ma holla at you. Dolly. Yo, Bruce Beats needs the podcast. We just talked beats. I mean, we just talked Bruce. We're gonna get into beats. Um, you wanna do a one through four real quick? One through four? Let's yeah. Let's do it. Alright, so, um... You do yours first? I'll okay, okay. I- I'll set the bar. Um... All right, between these four here, I'm going to say that the Tyrannosaurus is number one for me. You know what? I'm just going to do the sours because I don't want to mix the amber with the sours. The amber I like. I, well, look, the
0: that's, amber that's we know is good. And, again, we recommend it to anybody that likes amber eels. And it's starting off. Antique all Alley, Threesomes Brewing, highly recommended.
1: Dope. Probably one of the best ambers you can have. Indeed, indeed. So between the sours, I'm going to definitely go. I'm gonna go Tyrannosaurus first. Then I'm gonna go Superman cone four fifty second and then the two trains as the third one. boom, but uh, with the caveat that none of these are bad, like they're not the sour I mean some people like sour mm-hmm. in the, in the in the regards of just having something taste really sour. Right. they prefer that salty sour flavor that 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 appeases their palate more um but uh none of these are bad, I'm just saying. That's the order that I would drink them in, and I I, the that's Cabo. the
0: same order I would drink them in too. Dope. Excellent. So we're, we're on the same page. Great minds think alike. I'm glad you said because at the end of the day, everybody has a different palate. Mm. So what I like and what you like may not be what the next person's like. So when you read someone's reviews, just understand that that's based off their
1: palate. Your palate may be completely different. Take it with a grain of salt. It's Bruce Beasts and Easter Podcast. I got Hernan in with me. We're gonna get into these beats as soon as we come back. Y'all stay tuned. Bruce Beeson Easter the podcast and we have reached the beat segment. This is where we discuss my guests musical tastes. What's on their playlist, what they came up listening to, um, what releases they look forward to. Maybe we'll throw that on in there. I have a habit of like, um, how do you say? I have a habit of. Saying that we're going to talk about something, and then the conversation goes elsewhere, and I never I never remember to go back to That's what that was. That's a good
0: conversation. That's a good conversation. I'm going to blame it on the beer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's just the order of the, the segment. Bruise is the bruises controlling the beats and the eats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you said it. You, you hit it on the head. Yo, so Hernan, um, what's something you I could find on your playlist? What are you listening to nowadays? I mean...
0: As far as hip-hop, I listen a little everything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm East Coast biased. I'm from Mm -hmm. New York, so when I say that the goal is not and my favorite artist, my favorite group is Mobb Deep, you already know where
1: I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to stray too far from that. Oh,
0: but I do, though, because the thing with me is, like, as far as hip-hop, I'm very open-minded. So, obviously, I was born in New York, raised in Miami, so... Yeah, I listen to my Nas and Mob Deeps, but Trick Guy is also one of my favorite rappers of all time. Okay, respect. UGK is one of the fa- my favorite groups of all time. Okay. Outcast is. Wu Tang is the greatest group of all time, but if you take those 10, 12 dudes out, Outcast is the most influential rap group outside NWA. Yeah. So. And then I, 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 I mess with the West Coast too. Yeah. Like, exi- I love Exhibit, mm. DPG. Yeah. So. It, I- I can't narrow myself down to one, like, particular type of hip-hop that I like, but my main thing is, does your music have substance, and what what are you really seeing, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, 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 got you, and the production too, but overall, like, what are you doing on the production? Exactly. Yeah, I I, I have that discussion a lot of times with just all the heads that I know throughout the, as far as down south, in the hip-hop scene, shouts to WDDH. Shouts to Orion with What They Do Hip Hop Radio. South to H, WVCC, sci Life Radio. Check them out. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 to 12, on Twitch. For those that are stuck home on quarantine, got nothing else to do, check out WVCC. Also, every week on SoundCloud, WDDH, What They Do Hip Hop Radio, the good homie, Orion. Check them out, especially if you want to get to know about South Florida's musical history. But the reason why I bring that up is because... It's with, it's with these peoples that I have, that discussion, that, um, that it's, it's, um, damn, where was I going with that? So, um, <laughs> the Sours. No, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, so the, um, I have these discussions with them a lot of times and we talk about uh, the music that we find outside of here or just the influences that the music here has for us. Um, it, it's, it's crazy to know that, like you said, OutKast being one of the most influential even though you have a taste that's mainly focused on like East Coast music, but you, but if you're really good, you can kind of transcend where you're from, and and have everybody appreciate what you do. Of like, course, like no no doubt. And um,
0: Outkast is the epi- epitome of that. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it; they won Best. New rap group from the original Source Awards. The Source Awards. And they yeah. got Boo in New York. hmm hmm And what and they put a whole region onto the map. Yeah. Because yeah. before Outcast, you had you had Gallow Boy Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, UGK who had some respect. Yeah, he bought Yeah. But until Andrew 2000 said the South has something to say, mm. the South is never on the map. Yeah, it
1: was prophetic. That was So that,
0: was that to yeah. me, like that is the most influential group outside of NWA. Because Wu-Tang, they will always get the credit Yeah Wu-Tang will always get the credit First group to ever come in as a group And each get individual individual contracts Yes First group to do that Yeah Record sales And I mean What other group do you ever see people With their logo tattooed on their face?
1: Yeah, that's big Wu-Tang's Wu-Tang
0: So I give them the credit But they get the credit they deserve Outcast does not get the credit they deserve Yeah Both as lyricists Production, organized noise Mm Mm-hmm and yeah, just playing the dirty south on the map without Outkast there's no trick daddy without Outkast there's no TI no Ludacris no Young Jeezy yeah. the whole Atlanta scene Young Thug, anybody from today, they need to pay homage to Outcast. For sure. And, 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 and the whole do. Dungeon Family, because Goody Mob was part of that movement too. Yeah. And they were yeah. one yeah. fam.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Slim Cutter Calhoun. Cool Breeze was on there too. The Witch Doctor. Big Gib. Yeah. Bubba Sparks was part of Dungeon Family. Killer Mike.
0: Yeah. Fe- Man, look what Killer Mike is at now.
1: Future's part
0: of Dungeon Family. He was and around. People don't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Future was- has
1: Dungeon Family tattoo on his arms. Yeah. Yeah, they, I've heard stories where he was around a lot of the recording sessions as, a, as a
0: youth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ti was part of that camp because he came up with Young Bloods and Young Bloods. One of them is Andre 3000's cousins. Yeah, so Outcast does not get the respect they deserve.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't care how many records they sold, do not get the respect they deserve. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, but right. well, we give them respect here at this podcast. Oh, we're talking about real hip hop. Yeah, though, right. No, I mean, I think Outcast was probably the first. Yeah, now that we talk about it, I think At Ellens was the first base act CD that I bought. I well, no, okay. I think the only one I probably would have bought besides that was Society. Okay. Uh, uh but that was the, the the solo effort from down here. But he's like South but Florida. But you were down, down. In Miami. That's that slippery slide. That's, his, That's yes, slide. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh but as far as like major release southern it was like it was yeah that was was it yeah once
0: outcast blew up the south blew up with them because they brought everybody with them yeah
1: yeah no and and it inspired well it opened like you said it opened up doors because that doesn't that doesn't mean or doesn't go without saying that we didn't have our acts here like there was cats down here doing their thing um uh like i said society those funky bastards um Uncle Uh, Luke. Uncle Luke. Yeah, Uncle Luke on the, on the, on the, the, yeah, on the bigger, on the bigger scale of thing. But I'm talking about the, like the younger cats or the, the cats that were a little less known. Like Like the local dudes. Yeah. The, um, but, um, eventually that, that drew the attention in this direction. Yep. Along with Luke. And that opened up doors for the people down here to pop too. And then you have your your pit bulls and your floor riders, your um, mm-hmm. Rick Ross and whatnot. Yeah. But definitely opened up the door. No, we, uh, you cannot deny Outkast's presence in the game and just in the, and their influence in the South for sure, for sure. Um,
0: I hope COVID taught Andre two thousand Big Boy, that we need an Outkast album. We need an Outkast album. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that that would be right right about now. I mean, you, well, if we're gonna talk about People who are putting out projects, like bringing back groups and doing and, and being successful, or people at a later, later stage in their career, making music and like flourishing from the success. Like you mentioned Killer Mike, like Run The Jewels right now is- Run The
0: Jewels is killing it.
1: Before now, when did you, how often did you hear about a group that, or, or uh, an individual artist that came in at some point, made noise, and stayed making music wasn't didn't have that spotlight, and then years down, like into their into their, um, the age of well, you won't make it in rap no more because exactly, you're too yeah. old, and and crush that and, like, that and like move past that and put out the the quality of work uh, that they do. That's a perfect
0: marriage because LP was in the same position. Yeah, both are dropping quality and yeah. Like, I'm, I, I hate that I slept on LP for so long, mm. but I was heavy on Killer Mike.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I yeah. think that was, I think, I mean, for most people, LP, sleeping on LP was by virtue of because LP was really underground. No, like, definitely, it really. Was very underground. Really. And then the sound wasn't even close to what most people were used to hearing. Like all, like all of us, when we get into hip hop, your first source is, and not the best source, but your first source of some type of semblance of rap or hip hop is the radio. Of course. So regardless of the quality of the music on the radio, that's a whole other that's topic. First, but that's your first yeah. source. So that's your building block. You kind of hear something and you figure out, okay, this is something that captivates me. It's interesting to me. And then as you go on, you start finding out through you know your own research, um, which became easier. Like we discussed earlier, it became easier to get a hold of certain things, whether it was through sharing sites, um, Napster, whatever. Shout out to Lime Wire. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Many of burned CDs later. Shout out to Lime Many
0: mad in high school. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the hustle. The hustle don't stop. So, um, so yeah. So, that... Then you start finding out. It starts bringing it a little closer. And you start finding out about different ones. And then you start better forming your opinion or your taste for music. Correct. Because you're a big fan of Mob Deep. Like, how often was Mob Deep on the radio? But Never. N- exactly. But you, you know that that's what... You found it and that's what you gravitated to. It's, it's wild, man. And then these cats are coming back and there's a resurgence in their career which... That was only, like, for any artist, to for most artists that did that, and I'm talking about, like, mainstream, like, let's say Madonna or mm-hmm. Prince or whatever, uh, Michael Jackson, um, there was a reinvention. Of course, yeah. That, and that's what kept them relevant. Yep. You don't have to do that no more. Nope. It's like, now you just keep doing what you do, but people are now finding their way to you, and as long as you make dope music, man. Exactly. It's, it's wild I mean dope.
0: No, but like the the truly legendary hip hop artists they, they do find a way to reinvent themselves. some like even if it's not like in a major way, yeah, they find a way to reinvent themselves. that's, that's what worked for run the Jewels. They like well he yes. took an aspect from Killer mm-hmm. you no know, you gotta be more aggressive with the rhymes mm-hmm. and you gotta bring a little more of that southern sound to it, make the beats a little more more popping. And yeah. vice versa, all P's like yo, Killer Mike, you gotta come my way too.
1: Yeah, yeah. You the know, influence they have on each other. It's I perfect. It's a perfect marriage. Yeah. Perfect no. marriage. Two sure.
0: completely different sounds sure. coming together, and boom, yeah. you got the biggest group right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we we had we had the pleasure of enjoying the two trains from Southern Grist, and they just dropped their video for um, Out of Sight with two featuring yeah. two chains. Yeah, man. Uh, me myself. I'm on the older head. People know this about me. Um, there's not a lot of the guys that come out nowadays that I'm really feeling. Me neither. But, um, but I, I realized that when... Like, I never discredit any artist that makes it. Because in order for them to make it... Okay, let me... Or hold on. Let me, let, me, let me take a step back. Because there's guys that are making it nowadays where they don't have... There's no gatekeepers. For, so they just make their way into music without anybody really checking them or telling them, Yo, you need to work on this or you need to work on that. But for the the guys beforehand that came in, in order for them to get this, but when it wasn't like when they didn't have the access to to stereo to studio equipment at home, to where they someone had to put them on or tell them, yo, I'm gonna bring you to the studio, and then we're gonna make a song. Um, you're gonna you're gonna find it that a lot of those casts, even though I didn't like them, I had to respect either their grind or that they did have a they did have talent. It's just that's not what they put out. For the for the radio play. Correct. They just went with whatever was the flow. I've said it before. Nelly... I never liked Nelly. But I did learn at one point... That Nelly can rhyme. Nelly can rhyme. He can rhyme. It's not what he gave people on the radio... Yep. But he could rhyme his ass off. And that's... I think that was the moment where I realized... Like, oh shit. the um A lot of these cats... Even though I don't like their music... I have to give them credit. Because it's not just... I mean, besides the grime, but they got into the position that they're in for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. As opposed to nowadays, there's a lot of cats that are coming up, they don't have the same grind, but they have access. Yep. And they can go out there and they can put a song out there, do something viral, and then everybody's gonna tune in, and then it's it's now it's gone beyond the music, it's more of the character. Yep. And then people become a fan of the character, there's, the music is secondary, but they like the character, so then they ride to the music, and then that's where it gets dangerous. It's yep. like, yo, we're giving this person props.
0: No, definitely. And I feel like that's that's the biggest difference between hip hop today and what hip hop was in the golden era of the nineties mm-hmm. and the early two thousands. So nineties, early two thousands, you don't have the internet to blow yourself up. Yep. You don't have SoundCloud, none of that. So what you have to do, not you gotta battle cats on the street mm-hmm. and get heard by somebody. Yep. Or make make your demo tape and pass them around. Mm. Now, in, A&R, in our here is your demo tape. All right, this cat's dope. Let's bring him in. And we're going to have him battle someone from our, our label. Mm-hmm. Oh, you beat him? All right, cool. Now we're going to put you on the circuit. What's the circuit? Oh, you're from New York? All right, you got to perform in Virginia. You got to perform in D.C. You got to perform in Philly. You in got front pre- of
1: nobody, pretty much.
0: Well, not only in front of nobody, but... Whatever you're rapping is a crowd you're gonna bring in. So if you're rapping all the street stuff, like oh I'm a shooter, I sell drugs and all that, you know what you're gonna have in your shows? You're gonna have shooters and drug dealers. Yeah. And if they sense that you're faking the funk, they're gonna check you. You you might walk out there with no jewelry on.
1: That's a solid point. That is you're gonna walk out with no
0: jewelry on, possibly no career. (laughs) Or you might get dead, who knows? Yeah, yeah. If you're a backpack rapper. And who's going to show up to your shows? Backpack rapper type dudes mm-hmm. that want to hear your bars and, and they're most likely to challenge you on some bars Exactly too. So nowadays you don't got to do none of that Nowadays you pop off on, on Instagram You pop off on SoundCloud Talking whatever you want And then you get a random show here and there And that's it Yeah, yeah. Back in the day like, Whoever showed up to your show reflected your music yes. And if they showed up They're expecting you to be what you're talking about Solid point
1: yeah, yes.
0: It's and once true. you proved yourself, then you get the record deal. Yeah. And now you're you're dropping albums and mm-hmm. working on an actual album instead of a five-track mixtape. Yeah. Where you only got to drop two, three songs that are good. Yeah. You actually had to drop an actual project, like an album.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nowadays, you don't got to do none yeah. of that. Like, yeah. It's a gift and a curse. It's because true. the gift is you, you wind up getting someone like J Cole from Fayetteville, and nobody may have heard of. Mm-hmm.
1: But then you wind up with Takashi. I was gonna say for every J Cole, because there's
0: nobody to check these people nowadays. I guarantee, you in the nineties, Takashi talking all that and goes on the road.
1: That'd Two shows a, in, he would yeah, would've he would have tucked his tail and went right back home. Yeah, yeah, would have rethought his whole career choice.
0: So that that's, it's a gift and a curse with technology. Yeah. Because yes, you know, if you're a dope artist. And you're from Alabama like Big Crit, mm-hmm. or you're from Fayetteville like J Cole, or you're Freddie Gibbs from Indiana in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, you could get that exposure, and you could blow up, and now we can raise yo. There's dope artists coming from this part of the country that nobody will ever seen. But the trade off is, you do get all these whack rappers yeah. now that yeah. they get exposure off their antics and their actions on Instagram, and not the quality of the music. It's true. It's so true. And it's
1: a gift and a curse. Yeah. yeah. And Jay-Z said it. The gift and the curse. We just didn't think that this is what it was when, you know, it, it applies to everything. You know, when you say gift and a curse, it's true. But it's that's
0: right. What happens is when your culture gets beat down so much, you don't have a gatekeeper no more. Yeah. So back then we had gatekeepers too. So you went to Def Jam, you had Russell Simmons mm-hmm. checking you, man. If Russell Simmons didn't check you. LL cool, J. Was part of that record label And he's gonna check you yeah. Red and Meth are gonna check you yeah. yeah All these artists will check you Because they took the art form serious Yeah Nowadays yeah.
1: It's no longer an art form you but represent you, you were You would be part of that conglomerate. That death
0: family that. So they're not gonna let A white rapper come in and, and, and rep that label Yeah And make the rest of us look bad Yeah Yeah so like I feel like the culture's gotten beat down And now with social media The beat down's even worse mm-hmm. To where It's, it's an oversaturated market Where you have You have more rappers And you have fans now Damn That's Yeah that's a solid point Anybody could be a rapper now yeah. I could go grab a mic right now Drop a hot 16 mm-hmm. It may not be hot I can't, it, it I can't mean, rap It's gonna be, it be, new- be the worst 16 ever for me but I be rapping about beer and platanos <laughs> And who knows I could blow up somewhere
1: Yeah. But like
0: you said earlier, too, if someone makes you, you can't knock them either because that means they have an audience somewhere. So that means their talent did reflect to somebody.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's where, like, I think Young Thug's the worst rapper ever. Mm. But he has an audience. I'm not going to knock him. Mm -hmm. Um, All these other guys, all these young rappers, a lot of them aren't really that good, but they're able to build an audience. And you can't knock them because they're also hustling. On these social media sites are using yeah. they're using their platform yeah. for to gain to gain more fans and you can't knock that either, but no. at the end of the day there's more bad music now coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um the 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 one thing that does stand out though, you can't really knock them, but you could only hope that they understand and I think some of them do, that what they're doing and how they're going about it only lasts so long. So don't pull all and they, a lot of them don't don't they don't put all their eggs in the hip-hop or the rap basket exactly that'd be the worst mistake they ever make yep so because they do that what they put out is not there's no longevity to it there's no staying power It's in the moment it's in the moment so what happens is it's like yo and i think that's why you that's why you find a lot of young cats now are walking around going using hip-hop as a a platform or as a stepping stone into other things and which, which, which to the purist like me, that's the worst thing, because if you're coming in and you're going to make money off of the art that was created from nothing, the, the stuff that kind of, in a sense, raised me and and in some sense kind of made me or the, gave me the mentality that I do. Um, you, you're you not supposed to chip away at that. Exactly. That's just staying strong no matter what. You, you're not supposed to chip away and then bounce and let the place fall behind you after you got yours you know what I'm saying um, and that happens a lot nowadays even to the point where Katz is saying but I'm not a rapper you know a lot of times people when we talk, I talk to hip hop about people and they mention people like and I'm going to say you know like Post Malone mm-hmm. and um, and they're like they're like oh you know we're talking about rap and then or hip hop and he talks and somebody was like oh I like Post Malone and I was like that's fine but that's not the conversation we're having because he's not hip hop you know they'll put them under the category but even that's wrong because especially when the artist himself tells you no i'm not hip-hop i just make music but you're taking elements of the culture and and then you start wondering it's like oh is this culture well i know the culture vulture thing is real but it's like man now it's like you said there's no gatekeeper so there's no one to even say hey you guys you guys are are raping what you know you try you got you're becoming successful off of something that was started as a necessity and it and it, it grew global and now you're just having your way with it and taking off you know what I'm saying the uh, Miley Cyrus with the Migos mm-hmm. it's a gift and a curse you no know, the, the Migos get a chance to do a song with Miley Cyrus so they get into they the get pop to pop tap into, into yeah game. into her demographic and, and vice versa but Ultimately, you're just doing that for the paycheck because it, it doesn't benefit the foundation. And when you start doing that, you're like, yo, you're, you're taking away from it. And, and then you don't, the last thing I want is for this hip-hop shit to crumble. Now, you do have um, cats making music that are impeccable MCs, like, like talented beyond years. And they're pumping out music like if a label was pushing them. Mm-hmm. They're doing their own thing. Um, you just hope that it, it stays balanced. Ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about. Uh, you, you
0: beat me to the punch with the culture vultures. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what brought hip hop down because, like, if you think about like the early nineties, you had a lot of you had a lot of grassroots types type of artists. Mm-hmm. Like, you had the Brand Nubians. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. had the you had the um, Tribe Called Quest.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Rapper Spring Knowledge. Yeah. You had your gangster shit with N.W.A. You had you you got your gangster shit coming up with Mob Deep and Wu Tang. Which isn't really gangster. Yes. They're just telling you reality rap. Like what's going on in our neighborhoods. Yes. You got your ice cubes. Mm-hmm. So you have these different types of art. And then you got Easy getting taken out. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have like that mogul on the west coast. Yeah, that's going to keep it yes, true. Sure. Because he was keeping it true.
1: You know? The had- artist that he was putting out. Like the artist that he was putting out. I mean before um, Bone Thugs. He had Blood of Abraham. Which was two white boys, yeah, and and the 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 music that they made, it's like that was the last thing you were expecting from some from someone uh, straight boom
0: bap rap from some white boys, yeah,
1: and then and being pushed by someone on the west coast, exactly. um, Who he had um, early uh, early black IPs though before they were black IPs, he had 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 them. them again. Like that's something that's not that's not typical for a west coast. But he saw the talent in these people. No, he, you know had, the, he had
0: the vision, but I feel like he had too much power too. He had too much money. Yeah. Because he owned Dr. Dre, even on Death Row, he owned Dr. Dre. Yeah. He yeah. had the hardest diss line ever. Dre Day means Easy's payday. Yes. Every time yeah. Dre yeah. Day gets played dissing Easy, he's he gets getting paid. paid.
1: So, regardless, even if it's this,
0: yes. Come on, that's
1: true. That's hard. That's like, true. You're dissing me, but I'm getting paid. For it. Yeah. So even when you're against me, you're helping me.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like, I feel like, like uh, uh, that, like the mid '90s was like a breaking point where, like, I feel like the vultures saw the money that's being made in hip hop, mm-hmm. and we need to break into this, but we can't let them stay united. Yeah. So that's why you see all these artists getting raped from like the mid '90s to 2000s. Yeah.
1: Getting these yeah.
0: terrible contracts, and at the end of we gotta go
1: get our own. Yeah. Shit. Even nowadays. It's crazy. That's another thing that that trips me out is that as as far as we've come along, and as many people as we, and I, when I say we, I'm talking about hip hop. But as many people that well,
0: it, it is we because hip hop is the streets. Hip hop's minorities. Yes. Hip hop's a voice for the unheard. Yes. That's what it was meant to be. Exactly. And yeah. it's not that no more. No,
1: yeah. So
0: because the culture vultures, they're pushing, taking pills, doing drugs. We used, to rap, we used to brag about making money from selling drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't condone that. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe in a maybe in the past life I would have, but <laughs> right now I don't.
1: Yeah. But
0: back then we used to talk about selling drugs. Nowadays he rap about doing drugs. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And yeah. it's like, like you could brag about getting shot now. Yeah. You, yeah, that wasn't the thing you talked
1: about. If you got shy And Now of, we
0: got an active snitch out here rapping. Yeah, yeah. So And
1: and people embracing them with open The arms. culture
0: has already been broken. That's yeah. been a 20-year process. And now that's why hip hop is where it's at right now. Yeah. Like hip hop was meant to be our voice. Like right now, like Lil Baby put out a song about like everything that's happening right now. That's okay. a new rapper, Lil Baby. Okay. And that song is dope. You don't hear it nowhere on the radio. Wow. Wow He's talking about social injustice He's talking about You know Yeah he raps about violence But he needs to start rapping About more positivity stuff mm-hmm. But when it's a positive message Like that You will never get on the radio
1: And that's And that's where I was getting to With the, the um, We've been at this long enough We've seen um, People come up And make A boatload of money And I'm talking about The rappers themselves Yeah And put themselves In position of power Yet We still Find ourselves in a place Where you don't find signs that, Songs like that On the radio If if Jay Z's where he's at, billionaire. If Diddy's gonna sit there and talk about black excellence, yo, you guys were in the industry. You own record labels. You why? Had... Are, why are we still kind of playing by the rules of of mainstream media, which is yo, we're gonna keep pumping that nonsense out to you. Like, why is that still happening? Why isn't? Which I understand. We're one of the topics. One of the things we keep talking about on this episode is balance. And I understand the need for balance. And I understand that there's still gonna be room for those stories about. Crying, those stories about you know sipping or whatever. But you gotta balance that out with a story of like you said, like little baby talking about social justice. Like there's music that I hear that I'm like, this is this could get played on the radio, but it'll never be on the radio because it's too powerful. Like it's it's too empowering. I should say
0: exactly.
1: And 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 I think that right now for the the success that people have found themselves in at this point in 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 the life of hip hop. I don't see why that's still an issue Where we cannot get a good blend of music on the radio
0: Again, that, that comes Amazing. down to the culture vultures like, yeah. Someone with Diddy has the power to run a label Where they don't jerk artists But what does Bad Boy do? Jerk Every artist that sends <laughs> a sense Bad Boy Their career dies
1: Mm-mm. Why no. is that? He's, yeah, yeah cause, Why cause, is that? Because Diddy's too busy charging them To put their, his car in their videos Exactly it's J. Cole
0: crazy. was sent to Roc Nation J Cole's biggest success was when his Roc Nation deal with ended. Mm. Yeah, and Jay Z's supposed to be this guy that looks out for, for his people. But why is he not signing artists to non-jerk deals? Yeah, you yeah. got. You could go on and on. Like everybody in this industry is not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah, the the big boys like the Jay Z's, the the Diddy's, the Dre's. They should be on the forefront signing all these times to and giving them deals where, hey, we're not going to jerk you. We're going to push you. We're going to push you. If you make good music, we're going to push you. Make bad music, we're going to drop you. Yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah. But not, oh, we need you to push this topic. Gotcha. If you're rapping well, about is- doing drugs, if you're rapping about selling drugs, we're going to push you. Mm-hmm. If you're dra- rapping about black and Latino unity we you're talking about like Stick One and mm-hmm. M1 from Dead Prez rapping yeah. about You made a healthy hip-hop album about yeah. working out and eating healthy foods Yeah Where's that? We're, yeah You're telling me rappers like Tali Pali and Mozef lost their talent? Yeah You're telling me huh. all these KRS-One lost his talent? I just saw KRS last year yeah. performing uh. Probably one of the best performers I've ever seen You're huh. telling me he lost his talent? No yeah. these, All these cats are being pushed out and they're bringing in all these other rappers that are willing to talk about what they want yeah. and push an they agenda. Fit the, they
1: fit the narrative. They yeah.
0: fit. They push the agenda, and, hey, we'll reward you all these monetary deals with Gucci and mm-hmm. Prada and LV, all these companies that we need them to make money. Mm-hmm. And so if you, hey, push your own brand.
1: Yeah. yeah, They don't
0: want that. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> wild. It's, it's something else. Man. If you
0: look at the bigger picture at the end of the day, like, hip-hop was supposed to be the, the music... That spoke for the people, and that voice got taken away from hip hop, and now it's speaking towards the corporate world. Yes, go
1: yep. buy go by a, a we're, we're Yeah, we're we're spending your money. We're sharing their message. Exactly, we're, we're putting it now. We're we're responsible. We're for there, pushing, exactly. Yeah. we're we're advertising for them. Yeah, yeah. It used to be the voice of the underprivileged, the people that didn't have nothing. Now we're the voice of the of the the corporate well, the corporate you, world. You think someone like Chuck D will lose that talent? No. Nah. public enemy? They just nah. did, they just did a 20, uh, fight the power twenty. 2020. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You tell me,
0: um, Black Dot, The Roots, yeah. they're, they're losing
1: talent. Yeah. Why is the music not being played? There's a reason behind it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We could go on for hours about all yeah, the... Yeah, I'm sorry. Are. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. You're good. You're totally. Good. I was excited about Bro, the beats. This was this was a hell of a discussion, man. I appreciate it. I always uh, find joy in being able to sit down and, and bounce ideas like this off of somebody else. Yo, dope, dope. But we do have a whole other segment left in this podcast. It's called Bruise, Beats, and Eats. We're going to eat. A reason. Yes, sir. We got hurting in the house. It's Bruise, Beats, and Eats. Y'all stay... Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast and we have made it to the final segment. Yo, uh Dominicans understand baseball references, and this is where I say we're we're rounding third. And we're coming home. Mamualotan. Así mismo. Yo, put it on the scoreboard. Um, I, I, I do, I don't usually don't do this, but I do want to say that we did crack a fifth beer. We did get into, uh, we're about to get into another Three Sons exclusive. It's their uh, Tropical Acres. And it's a, a sour, since we've been doing the sour thing. And it's a passion fruit and guava. So this is the first time that Hernan has had this beer. This is the one that I'm springing on him. Um, real quick, before we get into food, give me your thoughts on that one.
0: The fact that it has guava and I like it says it all.
1: Oh, because you're not a big guava
0: fan. I am not a guava fan at all. And the fact that this tastes good says a lot. Wow.
1: So they got one. They got one They there. got
0: one. Three sons. you got another one. Yo. Dope. Dope. Hit up DJ Khaled because y'all got another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. South Florida. Yo. So... Eat segment, for those who are tuning in for the first time and you've been riding with us this long, thank you so much. Um, this is where I get into my guests' food taste. What they like, what they don't like, what they can't live without, um, what a typical food day would look like for them, so on and so forth. So, Ernan, um, what's, what's uh what's that one food you can't live without?
0: I can't live without Dominican food, man. That's,
1: and that's any. a big... Bit,
0: any of <coughs> it. Mo- mango, mofongo, arroz con habichuela, <laughs> platano, platano frito, tostone, Yo, Dominican food, I need that in my life. But besides Dominican food... That's Bruce, Be- Bruce Bees and Eats. We're done. We covered everything. No, no. <laughs> nah, nah, besides Dominican food, I can't, like... I need a good steak in my life. A nice ribeye or New okay. York stout. Okay, how do you, how, What temperature you take that at? I hope y'all don't judge me, but medium well. No, that's it. That's classic. Some people say medium well is overcooked. Yo, we yeah we we disappoint me and you because that's how
1: I have my yeah, steak. we good though. We good. we, yeah, good, we good. We, we good. Feel, good we good. Medium well. But a lot of people, like you said, they'll look upon us with judgment, like heavy judgment. Like you just ruined that yep. steak. Now, granted, I came from an era where it was like everything was only done well. Yeah, everything no, my well. family is everything well done. Everything, everything is well done. done. Yeah, you know, if it's bleeding, it's not. It's, it's not. It's still alive. No, que el animal vivo. Exactly, yeah, that's what they would tell me. Yeah, yeah, I want it alive. I want it dead. Yeah, But then when you start learning about when you start learning about the fact that the the more time you spend you um, your your Steak spends on a grill, and then the carcinogens that you yep. get from the front. and then you're just like, all right, yeah, I gotta back off a little bit. I'm still not quite at the point where it's like running blood. Nah, nah, I, I, I don't never think I can ever be. get to that. Nah,
0: medium well is good enough for me. Pink in the middle, brown on the outside.
1: My people's, um, it's you don't have to go with the runny, bloody steak if you season it well. <laughs> that is true. If you you could you could capture a moisture without it. Bleeding in front of your plate I'm just saying Yeah learn I'm how to season your meats Yeah exactly Exactly So a steak So you're big on steaks What's something you would pair along with that steak Like the side dish
0: I mean a potato A baked potato would be good low okay. potato Mashed potatoes I mean any type of potato goes good with that, steak That's the starch to go Mac and cheese
1: If you okay, got a good yeah, mac and cheese now, now, mac but, and cheese is not dominicano at all. Where did you get that mac and cheese influence I mean, from? I I'm from, we live in the south, right?
0: <laughs> we live in the south, so you got that mac and cheese. Shout out to House of Mac. <laughs> Yo, that fired mac and cheese. But, I mean, realistically, I mean, the best thing is always going to be rice and beans. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. Aro con habichuela o gandules. Yeah. Good. You don't see, you don't see uh, arroz con habichuela. Or con and uh, next to a, a, a ribeye, too often at places like No, that. No, no, no,
0: definitely You probably see it with like a, like a skirt steak. Yeah,
1: yeah, or palomilla, yeah. Or
0: but like that. Nah, with a steak, you gotta go with some type of potato base, mm-hmm. rice and beans, or even like a corn and a cob will go good with it Yeah,
1: too. yeah, dope, dope. Yeah, a little veggie, little veggie with And, the and steak. a cold
0: beer, you know, a cold beer. For that
1: sure, definitely I'll... puts it over the top. Mm. Mm. Have, is there a particular beer you felt that opens up a, a steak, the flavor of a steak?
0: Pilsner Lager and IPA. You don't want to go sour style with that. You yeah, know? it's not the right pairing is an IPA or a pilsner style.
1: True, true. Um, I know we touched on uh, Dominican food. I think we hit the whole spectrum. So now we I,
0: have I, in Sancocho.
1: Yeah. If you, if you want some soup,
0: sancocho, yeah,
1: a hearty soup like the original chunky. Yep. That, yo, I think the, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it right now on this podcast: Dominicans invented chunky soup. Yo, we
0: have like, <laughs> you I could be like, wrong. Dominicans, we have the best food. Like, I'm not knocking nobody else, but like I'm gonna let you make your argument. Go ahead. Look, we got sancocho, so the soup games unlocked. I love guanabicho, we make it good. If you want to go with sweets. That, um, the habichuela thing they make
1: the cream. Habichuela con dulce. Habichuela con dulce, fire. The fact that they made a dessert out of beans says a lot. Like, because the last thing you think when you think about beans is something sweet. You know, like, that just doesn't happen. I, and I don't want to say that that's the only culture that's created something around uh, created a dessert. I don't want to say it's the only only culture that's created something sweet out of something that's not that that typically doesn't take that shape. But the one that I know, I'm like, yeah, that's habichuela con dulce. No, that's. that's I'm only
0: else. saying that because at the end of the day, like the main Republic was like a main slave stop. Mm -hmm. So we have every type of culture in the world Mixed into our dining Like we have the Hispaniola style From our original Mm residents Spaniards Yeah Um, We have a lot of of Arabian descent Mm. Like my family has some Arab in it So we have a lot That's where we get our spices And our sasonas And all that it's pretty much like a um mixed match of the whole world. Yeah. So we we have that uniqueness from other countries. Like Puerto Rico has some of it. Yeah. yeah. Cuba has some of it. But at the end of the Espanola was that one port where all the cities got dropped Came off from. Huh? Um but yeah, like I think we have the best food. Uh, after that, Colombia's up there, bro, Bandeja Paisas. Mmm. That's a rough. That's and, a rough. And yo, Colombia is the Empanada Kings. I'm sorry Cubans, but <laughs> colombian empanadas are king. Give <laughs> me a Colombia empanada with pozojon and y'all
1: call pase all day. Yo, they got the, the empanada game smashed. Shout out my paisas. <laughs> no, for sure. Where, where is one of the, the places you will find this empanada? I mean, anywhere in
0: Colombia, in, in Kendall. Kendall is <laughs> basically little colombian I'm surrounded by Colombians. Yeah. You got You can either get Like We got Matt Pure from Mary Inc And Bogotá in Kendall So Okay Any fire Colombian banana you want You can find it in Kendall
1: Yo Yo This, can, this episode became kendall as fuck real quick For my people who are down <laughs> with podcasts They know what's up Shouts to WVCC um, And, and shouts to Human Sushi too My people's out in Kendall um, well, I
0: gotta check them out
1: Yeah yeah, Definitely yo, it's, it's all Kendall-based You started
0: venturing to sushi
1: Yeah and yeah. Oh well Human Sushi's a podcast there, uh, that has nothing to do with sushi. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah, it just sounds like a dope restaurant. Human yeah. sushi? So, yo, let me. I'm, I'm gonna go there
1: now. <laughs> Make sure you go to humansushi.bar.com. Blame Check the out. beer. The blame. The beer has me thinking everything's food right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is the right segment yeah. for it, yo. We we're in the right place. Um, uh, a struggle I had as a as an American born from Dominican descent was convincing my parents. That I wanted to eat something else besides Cuban, I mean, Dominican food as a kid. Oh, yeah. So you always try to finesse them into making you something American. What was like that one dish that you were like, yo? I mean, anything that did not involve rice. Okay. okay. But no, like,
0: my mom always made like a, a really fine lasagna, so I used to always ask her for lasagna. Okay. And I was like, yo, for special occasions only. But I used to try to her, it. Like, yo, come on, make some burgers. You know, here and <laughs> yeah. there. come on, make something in. Let's <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you know, go we, get some pizza. Come can on, can we get some?
1: Can we get some French fries? Yeah, like, some French fries instead some, of a whole potato.
0: <laughs> really? Like, yo, like, I love rice, but damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> turn to like a, like a like a like a bag of rice. Yeah, rice every day. Rice <laughs> yeah. and beans. I'm
1: not even from Idaho. And yeah, I feel like. For real. I, <laughs> my thing was uh, my thing was was, was pancakes. Oh oh yeah. Like like Oh yeah, breakfast like food, yeah. Breakfast Dominican breakfast is a great breakfast, but after years of having the same thing, it's like man, you you wanna like go with right. pancakes and French toast that's why I always ask for it. yeah So yo we're on the same page, Yo we think alike. Yeah, that was that was like a, a discussion too it was to the point where My early cooking experience came from uh, French toast and pancakes. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm like, yo, I know how to make
0: every type of plátano, but yo, I want to make some French toast or some pancakes.
1: That that was one of the early on, like, I'm gonna try this out because, like, granted, I'm a, I'm a young kid, um, and uh, you know, your mom and dad are sleeping. They don't wake up as early as you do because they're not interested in watching cartoons on a Saturday morning. That's, and then just pop off at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, sometimes 6.30 if you was trying to watch that, um, the original Claymation with Davy and Goliath. <laughs> if you were trying to watch Davy and Goliath early on, then you catch that at 6.30 and then early. at 7 o'clock the cartoons would come on. And um, I mean, you don't expect them to get up that early to cook for you. So the moment that you realize that you could manage the stove... You're like, I'm gonna try to do something, and then the, the moment you see somebody like do a little recipe somewhere, or you hear about oh, French toast is you scramble the eggs, drop the toast in there, and throw it on the, the the griddle. Boom, syrup made everything, so you didn't oh, have to worry yeah. about. <laughs> so that's how I got into it, man. Shout um, out
0: to syrup because my first couple of pancakes sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so you were covered with
1: the Yeah, shout out to syrup. It's, it's kind of like barbecue barbecue sauce on burnt yeah. chicken like if, like if you slip up and you're grilling chicken <laughs> Yo, do you grill much? Speaking I love grill- grilling Okay, what's, what's, what's the technique? Do you have a certain technique? I mean, if I'm making wings
0: I try to season them the day before Okay Let them am overnight Then the day of, I make them same thing with Dope. the steaks and ribs. Try to season them at least
1: 24 hours before. Yeah. And... Do you di- do you do direct heat or you... Or you... Because um, what I do sometimes is I'll... Set the high heat on one side... And then low heat on the other side where the, the wings are at. And I'll let them sit there for a while. And sometimes I mean, direct heat.
0: Wings that rather than sit there in low heat... And let them cook a little longer... Because mm-hmm. with high heat, found, the skin gets burned. Yeah. And you want to be a burnt wing with a raw wing on the inside... Yeah. Same thing with ribs. Mm. Ribs you want ribs you want to slow cook them. No, for when sure. With a steak, you do high heat because you know you can kinda manage it yourself and yeah. every
1: four or five minutes you do the flip. Exactly. Exactly. The um the ribs for a while there what I was doing with ribs for just for for um for time concerns. Like if I was trying to whip, whip up ribs in a short amount of time, I would boil the ribs first in ginger ale. Oh I'd boil them in ginger ale for a minute. Just to get like the initial you got cooking my attention with that. The initial cooking done. And then you put them out there on a the flame just to get that crisp on the outside. Yeah. And you apply whatever sauce you want on it. So that's that's like I said in a crunch. Like if you're trying to whip up some ribs on the on the fly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hold on, Chef. I gotta take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> so you said ginger ale, right? Ginger ale, yeah. Ginger ale for sure. If you ever want to freak I haven't done this before. This is like, this is like Bruce bees and East exclusive when I start sharing like... The chef secrets. edition. <laughs> chef edition. Ah, it's happening. Um, if you want to whip up like some appetizers, if you have people coming through and you want to whip up some quick like appetizers, um, meatballs, you can get the, um, the packaged meatballs, whatever they sell in your freezer or your, you know, whatever at the supermarket. Get yourself a bag or two of those and get yourself a jar of... Marmalade and your favorite um, salsa, whatever you chip you you dip your chip in, whatever. Um, slow or not slow, well, you could put a slow cooker too. But you could uh, you could warm up the the meatballs in the oven, like per the instructions on the bag, right. and then in a saucepan in a, in a deep saucepan. You mix your marmalade with your uh, with your salsa, dump them both in there, stir that up, simmer it up real good. And then you introduce the meatballs into that sauce. It's killer. If you have time, if you like, you got a couple of hours and you do that, the same style, the same thing, but inside of a, uh, a slow cooker or a crock pot or whatever. If you have about four hours to kill, throw them in there with that sauce and it comes out on point, bro.
0: So basically what you're saying is that part two of our episode is going to be an actual cooking show.
1: Yo, you know what? So that's a sequel. Yes, because I know them beers that you're running with don't stop. I know there's gonna be plenty more beers for us to get together and share again. Um, and, and yeah, we might have to do something. Yo, shouts to Dre, Human Sushi. Um, one of the complaints he had um, and he continues to have, and he and he makes sure I know about this. Um, he said um, he said it, he's like, yo, we had the beers. You know, uh, we, we talked about music. And matter of fact, at that point, I was playing music for people, so I played a song for them. He's like, where was the food? Like, there was no food. Dre, I hear you. So we, start, we might start changing up the format a little bit. And definitely we'll get together and we'll see. No, no, Human
0: Sushi. With that name, I was expecting it to be a sushi restaurant. He said So to- we have part two. You're going to pull up with some sushi, bro. <laughs> yeah. You got to pull up with some fire sushi yes. while we cook this fire food. Yeah. And we make part two, including Human Sushi. I, I drink to that Cheers to Salute that. to human
1: sushi Come yes, drink that sushi For sure yeah, Shouts to Dre Shouts to Renee Old head Bren. Yo yeah. I know we talked a little bit About sweets Are Are you a big um, Arocon leche Or are you more of a I mean I'm sorry uh, Abichella con dulce Or you arocon no, leche No con leche That's the one I'm loyal to
0: con leche Yeah That bean soup is cool But I don't mess with it Mmm yeah, con leche though Sign me up yeah, especially they have that Simmons stick in it. Oh yeah, like the full cinnamon stick, not like no powder. No, no, not but that, like the, the one that your mom used to use. They used to choke on when you drink yo, what is this? <laughs> like, what's the stick in the? Yeah. There's a stick in my dessert. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's doing me? Like, you try to kill me? <laughs> yeah, if they have
1: that. It's real. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Have you ever Have you ever had it where they try to sneak in a little lemon zest in it too? I've had it sometimes, but my mom
0: never a, got that exotic, so I'm happy. I'm glad that she did. Good,
1: yo, sh- yo, to sh- your mom. That's, that that's about
0: as bad. Like when it tasted that once, it's about as bad as tasting raisins in your in your pastelito. Mm. Yo, don't ever disrespect me of raisins in a pastelito.
1: <laughs> never, yo. don't disrespect me like that. Yo, there's very few things you can do to get on Headman's bad side. Don't put them raisins
0: in the pastelito. Don't disrespect me like that. You're not here for the sweet. You're here
1: for the savory. Exactly. <laughs> Dope, man. Yo, yo, Hernan, man. We did a lot, yo. We um, we talked. No, we.
0: we this has to, yo. If you come on this podcast, you gotta do it right. And you did.
1: You got to do did. it right. You did. We talked we talked we got to know you. The listener got to know you. We talked a little bit of beer. I didn't want to hit him too too beer heavy at the front. We talked kicks. We talked the early influences. We got into the beers. You came through with sours on sours. I appreciated all of them. And and considering where I'm at now with my beer taste, I'm like that's the... It gives me more to build on and more to be able to. And gives part me, of the game. It gives me more to discuss future episodes for sure. Um, we talk music, man. We got we got into music. We share a lot of the same thoughts on music, and um, and we just talk foods, man. Um, you cook. You get down with the grill. It's Dominican all day So we didn't have to get into You know Get into too much detail It's just Dominican food Is what it is And uh We're the best We're the best <laughs> See Cali made another appearance <laughs> And we're humble though But we're the best Yo for sure One last time Where they can find
0: you So for beer You can find me at Beer05 Beer The letter O Five For your sneaker needs Streetwear needs Silver and stock We'll make sure to include all this in the in the post, too, so yeah. you, Description so you follow the link. But We're here for the community. Dope. We're here to help you out, get you whatever you need, so we can enjoy some good beer and look good with some fresh kicks.
1: Nice. My peoples, there it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guests. Only the best. Only the best. Hernan, for taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. As always, you can keep up with me at bruise Beats. the letter N eats. Hit me up on Gmail with any thoughts, suggestions, um, where I should go eat, beers I should go try, what you're listening to. DM me. Hit me on IG and tell me, yo, what are you listening to, what I should be listening to, and, and so on and so forth. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy, tell somebody. Let them know that they can find it on all streaming platforms. Make sure you get over to YouTube. I'm telling you, we're dropping down audio and videos, um, videos once a month. If we can do them more, we'll do them more. But just subscribe, <laughs> YouTube, all right? Um, make sure when you get there that you hit the notification link so you stay up to date with what we're dropping. And, um, yeah, man, streaming platforms, like I said, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Um, I mean, Anyone that's worth mentioning is where I'm at. So He's got- everywhere. He's on everything. That's it. Bruce Bees and He's the podcast. Peace.
0: This is the number one podcast as far as beers, beats, and eats. And Beer 05 is the number one source for your brews in Miami and Broward. Shout out to Broward. Indeed. So we're going to do this. We're going to have one catchphrase. So all you have to do is when Brews, Beats, and Eats posts this video on Instagram, if you type... Mofongo On the comments And like the video You and will tag be- two people They'll tag two people Yeah you're right You're yeah, right let Ta- them get Yeah involved. tag two people man yeah. don't, don't be greedy Yeah Put out for your friends Look out Look out for your friends Tag two people Hashtag Mofongo Hashtag Bruise Beats And Eats and we're going to enter you a contest for four beers.
1: Four beers. Four I beers. told you guys, season two is bringing new shit. All right. So what we got going on, I mentioned it earlier in the season. We're going to we're do giveaways. Um, shouts to Hernan for coming up with the concept to begin with. So we're going to be giving away four beers. So like he said, hashtag Mofongo. Tag two of your peoples, your beer fans, your music fans, your food fans. Let them know. Get in. We'll do this giveaway. More details to come. But, yo, that's the start right there. Stay tuned. Bureau Five, Bruce Beeson, eats. Y'all know what's up.